Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Go check out Morbidly Beautiful right now for all your horror pop culture needs. Everything from movie reviews to retrospectives and introspectives and, well, everything in between, they'll have it. Go peruse the website while you're listening to this episode of the podcast. I do have to give a little bit of a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. It is very, very hot where I am right now. In fact, it's 32 degrees. Celsius. Not Fahrenheit, I don't know what it is, Fahrenheit 85, something like that. And my apartment is a shoebox, which just contains heat, so you're probably going to hear my dog panting in the background quite a bit. I'll do my best to get rid of that sound, but in case it doesn't go away, well, it's going to be there, and that's what that, uh, that noise is going to be throughout the entire episode. I do apologize for that. Nothing I can do. It's going to be like this all week, and this is probably the only time I have to record But regardless, I'm going to do my best and get content out to you so you have something to listen to over this terrible quarantine that we're in right now. Now, today's episode does feature something that is kind of related to last week's episode. I talked about Reverend Robert Kirk and the fairy realm and his experiences with that. This kind of goes side and side with that, and it's something called the Wild Hunt. During my research into the fairies and Robert Kirk last week, I did come across something called The Wild Hunt, and I had heard it before in The Witcher series, which is a video game. You may have heard of it yourself. It's a big, famous TV show now on Netflix. Regardless, The Wild Hunt was an interesting occurrence that happened in pretty much all over Europe, mostly in the central, western, and northern parts. And it was known to have a ghostly leader and a group of hunters that stalk the night, the sky, and pretty much anywhere else. This is The Wild Hunt. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Besides having a very, very cool name... What is the Wild Hunt exactly? Well, I found a whole lot of great resources on this, and a lot of it regurgitates the same sort of information. So I'm going to pick and choose through these sources that are a little bit unique, so you're not just repeating the same stuff. But Mythology.net describes the Wild Hunt as an occurrence that happens across Central, Western, and Northern Europe. The Wild Hunt is a well-known folk myth of a ghostly leader and his group of hunters and hounds flying through the cold night sky, accompanied by the sounds of the howling wind. The supernatural hunters are recounted as either dead, elves, or, in some instances, even fairies. In the northern tradition, the wild hunt was synonymous with great winter storms or changes of season. So how do we know all this? Of course, there is written history, and some of the oldest comes from the Anglo-Saxon Chronicles, and it first mentions the Wild Hunt in 1127 AD. It wasn't until 1673 that Johannes Schaeffer, in his book Laponia, recounts stories of the Laplanders or Sami people of the Wild Hunt. Author Helen Adeline Gruber wrote of Odin and his steed, Slepinir, 
in her 1895 works, Myths of the Northern Lands. She tells her readers of the souls of the dead being carried off onto the stormy winds of the night. Now, the concept was popularized by author and mythologist Jacob Grimm in 1835 in his works Deutsche Mythologie. In his version, the story, he mixed up folklore with textual evidence from the medieval time up to the early modern period. Many criticized his methods, which emphasized the dynamic nature of the folklore. He believed the myth to have pre-Christian roots and its leader to allegedly be based on the legends of Odin, more specifically on the darker side of his character. He also thought the leader of the hunt may have been a woman, perhaps a heathen goddess named Bircha or Holda. He believed the female also may have been Odin's wife. The hunt was said to pass through forests in the coldest, stormiest time of the year. Anyone found outdoors at the time would be swept into the hunting party involuntarily and dropped miles from their original location. Practitioners of magic have sought to join the berserkers in spirit while their bodies remained safely at home. Grimm postulated the story inevitably changed from pre-Christian to more modern times. The myth originally began as a hunt led by a god and goddess visiting the land during a holy holiday, bringing blessings and accepting offerings from people. They could be heard by the people in the howling winds, but later became known as a pack of ghouls with malicious intent. It's sort of fascinating that the leader of the hunt kind of changes depending on where it's taking place. The numerous variations of the legend mention different leaders of the hunting party. In Germany, the leader is known by various names. For instance, Holt, Hola, Berthe, Foste, or Heme. Yet one figure frequently appears in the majority of the versions. Odin, also called Woden. Odin is known by two particular names, which relate to the time of the year of the wild hunt. Yulnir and Yulhera. Both of these roughly mean Master of Yule, a festival celebrating the change of the seasons. The legend of the hunt has been adapted over the years, and depending on the geographical location, the leader of the hunt along with it. In the Middle Ages, with heathen deities becoming a thing of the past, the hero of the story became characters such as Charlemagne, King Arthur, or Frederick Barbosa, the Holy Emperor of the 12th century. In the 16th century, Hans von Hecklenburg was said to lead the wild hunt. The stories recount him slaying a boar, accidentally piercing his foot on the boar's tusk and poisoning himself. The wound was fatal, and upon his death, von Hecklenburg declared he didn't want to go to heaven, but insisted he continue with his treasured avocation, hunting. He was then forced to do this for an eternity in the night sky, or as recounted in alternate versions, condemned to lead the wild hunt. Sources cite his name as possibly being a corruption of an epithet of Odin's name. In Wales, a variation of the story exists purporting the leader to be Gwyn Apanud, or Lord of the Dead. In this version, the Lord of the Dead is followed by a pack of hounds with blood-red ears. In England, the same white hounds with red ears appear in legends. They were called the Gabriel Hounds and said to portend doom if you saw them. Hearn the Hunter, or Hurlething, is alleged to be the hunts leader in southern England and possibly connected to the mythological king Hurla. 
The Orkney Island tradition speaks of fairies or ghosts coming out at night and galloping on white horses. In northern France, Messigny de Halaquin, the goddess of death, were said to lead the ghostly procession. Naturally, with such a thing such as this, there are a lot of regional variations. Clerics in the 12th century Britain reported witnessing the wild hunt. They claimed there were 20 to 30 hunters in the party, and the hunt continued for nine weeks. The earlier reports available of the wild hunt generally represented the participants as diabolical, whereas in later medieval retellings, the hunters became fairies instead. The legend's origin, some believe, may have related to the dandy dogs. In the tale, Dondo wanted a drink of water, cursed his huntsmen for not having any, and was then offered water by a stranger. The stranger stole Dondo's game and Dondo himself, causing his dogs to give chase. Another version focuses on King Hurla, who had just visited the Fairy King. The king was told not to dismount his horse until the greyhound he carried had jumped down first. Three centuries passed and his men continued to ride as the dog had not jumped down yet. In Germany, the hunter is sometimes associated with a devil or dragon and rides a horse accompanied by numerous hounds. The prey, if mentioned, is usually a young woman who is either innocent or guilty of some crime. In other words, a woman. Often the tale recounts someone encountering the hunt. If they oppose or stand up to the evil horde, they are punished. But if they aid the hunters, they are rewarded, customarily with money or the leg of a slain animal. Unfortunately, if they receive the latter, it is usually cursed and impossible to get rid of without the aid of a magician or a priest of some sort. The tale also mentions that someone standing in the middle of the road is somehow safe from the hunting procession. The wild hunt was not seen, only heard, in Scandinavian versions of the myth. Typically, the barking of Odin's dogs, as well as the forest growing deathly silent, warned people of their imminent arrival. The hunt commonly signified a change in seasons, or the onset of war, in their folklore. In Scotland, the wild hunt is closely linked to the fairy world in some sources. Evil fairies, or fae, were said to be cast from the unseelie court. The Unseelie Court allegedly flew in from the west in order to capture dying souls resulting in people in Scotland, up until the 20th century even, closing windows and doors on the west side of their house when they heard a sick person inside. Similarly, the Orkney Islands were said to be home to the Trolls, or the Trolls. The creatures supposedly hated the sunlight and tried to catch and eat mortals, unless the humans were lucky enough to escape by crossing over a stream. In modern pagan traditions, practitioners incorporate the concept of the wild hunt into their rituals. In the late 1990s, anthropologist Susan Greenwood witnessed such a ritual. She reported the pagans used the myth in order to lose themselves, as well as confront and restore harmony with the wild, or the dark side of nature. According to the Handbook of Contemporary Paganism, the hunt embraces the participation with souls, the dead, and animals, as well as the ritualized circle of life and death. Another source I found did go into more detail about the fairy participation in the wild hunt, and since I'm kind of on a fairy kick lately, it was UFOs, now it's fairies. I don't, don't go into my mind, you'll get lost, trust me. I do, all the time. Nevertheless, I found it incredibly interesting what she had to say, and I say she as the person is called Cassandra Eason and her website, CassandraEason.com. It's a great little resource, and I suggest checking it out for a whole bunch of different 
topics on magic and spirituality and fairies and pretty much everything you want to know about that sort of stuff. She describes the wild hunt most closely associated with the fairies is the Slaug, or the Unseelie Court of Scotland, which we mentioned before. She believed it to be composed of the spirits both of the ungodly, dead, and evil fey folk who were cast from the Seelie, or noble fairy court, for misdemeanors. Accounts of the Slaug appear as late as the beginning of the 20th century, recorded by the scholar W.Y. Evans Wentz, who traveled through Wales, Ireland, and Scotland, and the Isle of Man, through Cornwall and Brittany, from 1908 through 1910, obtaining first-hand accounts of people's experiences with fairy folk. These accounts Wentz reproduced in his book The Fairy Faith in the Celtic Countries. Wentz gives a description from Bera in Scotland of a child apparently taken by the Slaug, whose lifeless body was found at the back of the house with the palms of his hands in the holes of the wall the next morning. It was believed the lifeless body was dropped from a great height after the spirit of the child had been taken. Descriptions of the Slaug also recorded by Wentz were of the Slaug swimming together like a vast swirling cloud of black or grey birds. And they, of course, could have been a flock of birds just migrating. But it's more fun to believe the other side of that. The fact that the dead body of the child was returned by the wild hunt. Though, usually the bodies were left many miles away would suggest a more earthly hand at work. In this case, it could have been a child abductor who had perhaps abused the child, murdered him, and returned him home under the cover of darkness, blaming the Slaug. If the child was unwanted by a new parent or was disabled, a parent or step-parent might have murdered the little one, or by hitting too hard and accidentally killing him, and used a paranormal scapegoat. It wouldn't be the first time in history something like that has happened. However, often, it was told that the Unseelie court kidnapped less desirable humans to swell their numbers. Many disappearances of minor criminals and vagrants may have been attributed to this rather than the earthly elimination process. But this was no doubt of social benefit to communities. The Slaug were also said to fly from west to capture a dying soul before it was shriven or forgiven of sin in the last rites. For this reason, doors and windows on the west side of houses were kept closed if a sick person was in the house. This was a tradition that was kept up until even, well, the early part of the last century in Scotland in order to keep the huntsmen away. In the Orkneys, the wild hunt was apparently composed of trolls who lived in the hollow hills in the Shetland and Orkney Islands who hated sunlight. We went over this. If you crossed a stream, you would have been safe from these devious, man-eating trolls. Now, near the beginning of this, I mentioned the earliest known chronicle of this came from the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. And there's a quote from that publication of something happening in 1127 CE. It goes as such, I quote, Let no one be surprised at what we are about to relate, for it was common gossip up and down the countryside that after February 6th, many people both saw and heard a whole pack of huntsmen in full cry. They straddled black horses and black bucks while their hounds were pitched black with staring hideous eyes. This was seen in the very... Deer Park of Peterborough, and in all the woods stretching from that same spot as far as Stamford. Although the night monks heard them, 
sounding and winding their horns. Reliable witnesses who kept watch in the night declared that there might well have been 20 or even 30 of them in this wild Tantivy, as near as they could tell. And that kind of brings us to the end of our look into the wild hunt. Of course, I could go deeper and deeper, but I don't want to repeat myself too, too much. It also shows that there's a basis for a lot of fiction in reality. Of course, I'm talking about how video games, movies, books all take from historical events or historical happenings, retellings, stories of the past. The Wild Hunt is no exception. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even our Facebook page has a rating system, so you can leave one there as well. Any five-star reviews will be read out on the show, so if you want to get a shout-out, that's the best way to do it. Don't forget to join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash horrorshots, or follow me on Twitter at horrorshotsprod, as in production. Lastly, you can find me on Instagram as well, at ominousoriginspod, and I do hope to add some more horror pictures up there very, very soon. Just gotta get around to it. I know, I know, there's nothing but time nowadays, but when there's nothing but time, you kind of put things off. Procrastination is a bitch. If you do want to support the show in other ways, such as financially, you can do so by checking out my Redbubble store and picking up some merch. Of course, you don't have to, but it would be cool to see somebody walking around wearing a Horror Shots or an Ominous Origins t-shirt. But that is all I have for you this week. So, until next time.